This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom in Mind. I'm perinatal psychologist and host, Dr. Kat. There's more to the story than just postpartum depression. And this podcast aims to share it all from personal stories and lived experience to experts who break down the ups and downs of life from getting pregnant, pregnancy, perinatal loss, and postpartum adjustment to parenthood. While this is not psychotherapy or medical advice, it is all of the stuff you ever wanted to know about mental health and new parenthood. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Mom and Mind Behind the Sessions. I am your host, Dr. Kat. I want to talk about what I think is on everybody's mind and what is certainly showing up in therapy, and that is the end of the year and holidays, holiday season, if you will, in December. So this is a time where, obviously, if you can and want to, you're getting together with families. If you don't want to, sometimes you're getting together with your family. And there's a lot of conflicted feelings that come up around the holidays for people during this time. You might be going into this holiday season with, you know, the feelings of, well, at least what you want, the feelings of the holiday to be, potentially hopes for what it can be like. You might also be going into it with, I don't know, potential dread of what it's going to be like or who you have to be around. And what I really, really, really want to get across in our chat today is that holidays are stressful. I mean, can go without saying, but I think there's still so much pressure for people to be happy and cheerful and joyous and whatever all of those holiday words are. And some people just aren't and it's okay. And we should be talking about the real impact that the holidays have on us. There's so many different directions we could go on this topic. There's a couple that I want to focus on. One is right now, people are in anticipation of being around family or in anticipation of wanting to like fulfill people's expectations, worried that people are going to be upset if they don't get all the presents that they want. And so anyways, my point is there are a lot of stressors that start to come up and this really contributes to the mental load, especially for the person who's in charge of um, most of the details. And when that person who's in charge of most of the details is also pregnant or recently experienced a loss of a pregnancy or, or they're postpartum or they're trying to conceive, they're already spread very thin. 
So you have the experience of a full, you know, life transition or moving towards a big life event. And then you add in some holiday magic to that and you have a high level of stress. And then you also add into that the fears or worries about the cold and flu season, you getting sick, your child getting sick, your newborn getting sick, um, having to worry about setting boundaries with people that you don't normally have to set boundaries with. Like for instance, what do you do with your newborn? If you are going to be around a bunch of people, is it okay to keep the newborn, you know, like tucked away in a baby carrier or not even hang out with anybody? What are they going to say? What are they going to think? Are you being overly anxious? Are they going to think you're too anxious? So a whole host of questions can come up just from how to keep yourself illness-free during a cold and flu season, how to keep your baby or your pregnancy safe from illness, and then who's going to do the decorating and the meal planning and the schedule for the day or days. If you are somebody who's in this type of scenario, you're in whatever reproductive phase that you're in, you're also responsible for a lot of these details. You're also worried about some safety issues by way of illness or sickness. I think it's worthwhile to really take stock of what your stressors are going into this last part of the year. In part, because what happens is, you know, let's say you've had a baby recently and in the past, let's say you were in charge of all of those things and you liked to do them, or even if you didn't like to do them, you knew how to do them and you got them done. Well, sometimes the pressure going in to the holidays can be that you have to do all of the things that you've always done, plus do all of the new things like baby related stuff and think about all of the new things like what the baby needs and illness and all that stuff. But that new part of the equation isn't always taken into account. And sometimes you can forget that your workload might have doubled since last holiday season or tripled or whatever amount you want to call it. But the point is, is that it's more than it used to be. And the pressure on you, whether internally from yourself or externally from people around you, is that you're going to do the things that you've always done. And internally, you can feel like you've got to do all of those things well, plus all of the new stuff. And I'm right now only talking about the things that need to be done. Let's also talk about the emotional labor of the holidays, making sure everything's even or equal, or that you're not leaving anybody out, or that you're going to be around people that you don't want to be around and what kind of toll that takes or that you can't be around people that you really want to be around and what grief might come with that. Or if you're dealing with depression or anxiety or any kind of mental health condition that's making it feel like all of those other tasks and responsibilities and labor is like walking through mud. Some people, and this might be you, also feel the grief of not being able to do the things that you used to do or feel the way that you used to feel during the holiday season. And, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of irony here that we say, you know, happy holidays or whatever it is that you say, whatever your holiday is. 
while at the same time, you might be feeling incredible amounts of stress or sadness. And what a lot, a lot of people feel during this time is grief. And grief can come in so many different forms. It's not necessarily the loss of a person always. It could be the loss of a relationship, the loss of time, the loss of hope that you didn't have the experience that you wanted to have, or you don't have the baby with you that you want to have. Especially coming to the end of the year, a lot of people start reflecting on the year as well. And I don't know about for you guys, but well, ever since COVID, time has been so warped. And that has stayed true, even though, you know, the intensity of COVID has waned and we're not in, you know, lockdown anymore. It's really thrown people off quite a bit. So, you know, you could be getting to the end of the year here and wonder like, where has all of this time gone? I didn't get done what I'd hoped to do this year. The thing that you wanted to have happen maybe didn't happen. So the holidays plus the end of the year bring up so much stuff for people. And yet there's still the pressure to be whatever merry and jolly and happy. And where is the impact of that felt? It's usually felt internally. It's, you know, with a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast, things are internalized or we take on the blame or the guilt or the shame of something and feel it internally. It's not like we sit back and list out, you know, all of the things that are impacting us and all of the things that we've felt throughout the year that give us the explanation for why we feel the way we feel. We just feel bad. And as I've said before, many times, it's usually out of context. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. That's why I think it's so important to just name these things. You know, I'm naming several things that I've felt before that other people have described that people are describing in therapy right now, but you might have your own list of stressors or sad things or grief or wishes or hopes of things that didn't happen this year or haven't happened yet. And what I think is A bit unique about holidays in general and holiday gatherings in general is that you may be able to pack some of that away somewhere, you know, in your head or out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. But there is something that happens when you're in and around people 
especially family, where your relationship with them might be bringing up things that you hadn't thought about in a while, or haven't had to face in a while, or things that you actually don't ever want to think about or deal with or face. And, you know, I don't mean to say that every family gathering is upsetting. The point of talking about these topics is that all the great, lovely, wonderful stuff is discussed already. All of the joyful, happy, merry, all that stuff. Sure. Like that's a hope. I hope people feel that during their holiday season and that you are able to find those moments of peace or happiness or joyfulness and connection and love and all of that. I want that for you. I want that for everybody. But what doesn't get a lot of airtime is this other kind of darker side of our experience during the holidays. I just know that it is worthwhile to sit with yourself for a moment and take stock of what is stressful for you, what is contributing to your stress what you don't want to do. Like you can decide to not do the things you've always done and it's okay. I've been hearing this a lot that people are like feeling the pressure to, you know, uphold certain traditions or that everybody's supposed to come to their house. Well, you don't have to do the thing just because it's always been done. You can give yourself permission to do something different. People might be upset and people might be fine with it. But my point is, What are the things that you've always done that you don't want to do? Are there things that you do want to do that you haven't had the chance to do before? And try to get the lay of the land of what you want your experience to be like, as opposed to what it can feel like is that you're just having an experience and waiting for it to be over. That is more true, obviously, for things that are difficult or bad and But acknowledging that things are hard and that you are stressed out or that you are sad or that you are grieving is totally worth your time. You are worth that. Even if you don't tell anybody about it and nothing changes and you do the same old thing that you've always done and you're exhausted at the end of it and you tell yourself, I'm not going to do that again next year, at least you've started the conversation with yourself so that things can change for next year. So this can look really concrete. I mean, you can just get a piece of paper or use your uh, app on your phone or whatever, your notes, and start listing out the things that contribute to your stress, the things that you want to keep as a tradition or keep as a job or a task that you have, a list of things that you'd like for other people to do. And who can do that? These are just ideas. You can certainly use your own intuition and your own thought process to guide you. But starting to be like real with yourself about how you're doing and about how you feel can help you not just white knuckle it through the holidays. It can help kind of guide your mind and your heart to a place where you're making different choices for yourself you're asking different things of other people around you. And that could happen. Again, as I said, it doesn't have to happen that you have a bunch of conversations with a bunch of people and start flipping tables and tell everyone, I'm not going to do this anymore. What I'm stating is that once you start to take stock of the stress that the holidays bring, the stresses that are contributing to that is that it can start to feel less out of control. 
less out of control in the sense that things aren't just happening to you and without your consent or your knowledge, or you're on this like runaway train of the holidays that you can begin to understand why you might feel the way that you feel so that you can stop blaming yourself for it, or that you can reduce some of your guilt and or shame about, you know, the pressures that you're feeling, the insecurities that you have, the worries that you have about what other people will think and feel. I mean, it's just too much pressure. I'll give you an example of what I mean. So for people who are kind of just starting a family or just beginning to have kids or are in the process of, you know, trying to be pregnant, who've experienced a loss, even the dynamic in the overall family and your family of origin shifts. So let's say every other year you switch off between your family and your partner's family and you go to everyone, uh, wherever they are. But let's say this year, there's a new baby in the picture in your with you and your partner. You might be feeling how difficult it is to now go to everybody when you have the infant or the newborn or the kids. Maybe you have, you know, a couple of little kids, how much harder it is to do that work. So let's say you and your partner are talking about like maybe we don't want to do that anymore, or maybe we don't want to do that this year. Maybe you want to start your own traditions and have things at your own house with your smaller family, let's say you and your new baby or your two kids. Well, some families will be okay with that and understand that. And other families will be upset and want you to do what you've always done, come to them and not, you know, make like, quote unquote, make things difficult for everybody. Let's just say, well, this would be like a major, major shift. What I've already heard since like pre-Thanksgiving is that family members are getting upset about this. Well, clients who are, who do have new babies are not really looking forward to putting out the amount of effort that it takes to go somewhere else, or they don't want people coming to their house because they have no kind of control over when people leave. Again, it's like situation dependent and dependent depends on what your needs are. But this is a major change, let's just say, from how things have always been done to how you might be thinking that you want things to change and then how things might look in the future. And some family systems cope with change well and some uh, not so much. So this can create tension. If the family system is not cool with it, it can create tension and upset feelings and misunderstandings. And it's also a fairly normalish part of change in family systems is that the needs of some of the individuals in the family might change so that the traditions change and look a little different. But so this is a stress that would be a stressor. And maybe if that's your situation, you know that you don't have the bandwidth to change it this year, but maybe being aware that that is a thing that you want you want to create your own traditions at your own home, that can be a goal for you for next year. If you have a different bandwidth, you have a different capacity to be able to set boundaries. So that's just an example of noticing a stress, noticing a change, noticing your needs. And I mean, thinking about it for a moment, is that something you can attend to now? Or is that something you want to change later? Trying to pull these things into your awareness so that they are not just happening 
so that you can make different decisions about it is one powerful, sometimes difficult, but powerful way to cope with stress. Some people cope with stress by avoidance. So maybe even me suggesting that you think about these things and sit down with yourself and take note of them. That could be stressful for you. But what I also know is that when things continue to stay in avoidance for years and years and years, that stress becomes unbearable. Absolutely. Like there isn't a choice. It just gets more and more stressful. So again, like if you're not quite ready to make a change or you don't want anything to change this year, but you do want to next year, just setting your mind on a path to thinking about how you want this to go, just setting your mind on a path of thinking about how you want to intentionally move through the holiday season, noting the things that are stressful is one way of taking care of yourself. And it's one way of taking care of your immediate family's needs in a different way. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, You'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So just to kind of recap a little bit, the goal of looking at your stressors And understanding how they're impacting you is so that you can manage your stress in a different way. One of those ways is to set different boundaries. So a a more concrete example of that could be like, instead of spending six hours at a family member's house, you spend three hours and you let them know ahead of time that you have other commitments or that that's what you can do this year and you love them and all that stuff. And also that's the time that you have to give this year. So it could be a time uh, limit, a time boundary. It can be a task boundary. So something that you are not willing to do that you used to do or doing something differently. So let's say every year you make all of the food as an example, 
this year you could decide that it's a potluck or that you'll cook the three mains and everyone else brings something else so that you can limit the amount of work that you have to do. You can set different emotional boundaries. So this can look like not engaging in a discussion that you know is going to be stressful. Like if there is one person in your family that always wants to, let's say two really uh, hot topics, let's say religion or politics, um, that they always want to get into it. And this year, while those things are important to you, this year is not the year that you feel like you can or want to put out that kind of energy. You can decide that you don't want to engage in those discussions this year or with that person, if that particular person you're thinking of stresses you out. So those are tools that have to do with managing your outward effort, your interactions with other people, your time expressed, your time spent. But what about internally? What kinds of things do you already do that you know help you feel less stressed out internally? That could be, do you have a favorite breathing practice? Is yoga something that's important to you to do every day? Do you enjoy walks during cool weather? Is that something that is sort of just you that you can do for you? Like, so take stock of what you already do. And if there isn't enough on your list for you right now or this year or ever, you can start adding those things in. So it doesn't have to look like, you know, you go out of your house and do an hour of yoga or Pilates somewhere else. You can take five minutes for yourself and go into another room and just do some deep breathing. You can take five minutes and just do some stretching. So it doesn't have to break the bank. It doesn't have to take all the time in the world. But what I really love about small amounts of time, intentional self-care is that it's definitely doable even with a busy schedule. The key is the intentional part is taking that of five minutes, 10 minutes or whatever time you end up needing to help your body, help your mind rest and relax and recoup from all that's going on, from the list making, from the task completions, from the, you know, attending to everybody else's emotional needs. Unfortunately, most of the time people aren't going to step in and do that for you or like tell you to go or suggest that you go take care of yourself. That'd be great. Sometimes it does happen. But if you are just in the rush of the holidays and you're in the middle of like, you know, whatever, doing all of your hormone shots or, you know, taking care of baby stuff or whatever is on your list of things that you're just automatically doing all the time. If you don't find in there somewhere to take an intentional break, it will be like a runaway train. It just keeps going. So with that, I hope and I encourage you to think about what your stressors are, what your needs are, what changes might be important to you, and then decide, is that something you can do now or can do later or need to do at some other time, some other year even? And what can you do for yourself internally to manage how oh, the overwhelm of what you might be experiencing and what small things can you do externally, like the time boundary or the not engaging in stressful discussions, can you do for yourself to help manage whatever overwhelm you are anticipating this holiday season? 
Along with this podcast, there are several other things that I do that support perinatal families. Of course, we have real discussions on here about stigma, about uh, mental health conditions, about the transition into parenting and parenthood. I also offer courses that are self-paced and online and available to you on demand at your convenience. Those can be found at wellmindperinatal.com slash courses. And some people are surprised to know that I, in fact, do still meet with clients, not just doing this podcast and not just the board chair of PSI, but the bulk of what I do is meeting with perinatal clients and helping them through this process and discovering themselves as they move through and healing from old wounds, healing from things that their past that are impacting their current transition into parenthood. And it's where my heart is. It's, I absolutely love it. And I'm happy to continue to do that for the clients that I support. And I'm so happy that you join and listen into this podcast every Monday and now every other Thursday for these special behind the sessions episodes. I'm grateful that you are here and I wish you the best. Thank you for being with me until next time. Please find the mom and mind podcast on momandmind.com or wellmindperinatal.com where you can also find access to my free online mini course that is specifically designed for people experiencing anxiety in the postpartum period. Or you can learn more about the three and a half hour self-paced course that I created just for managing postpartum stress. You can also connect with us on social media at mom and mind on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for tuning in and learning more about perinatal mental health. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.